what I used to do was just, you know, I'd just have some fruit while I was kind of trying to stay up. I, I'm naturally a night owl as is, so it's easy for me to stay up late. Yeah. And then I'd kind of just, um, <laughs> I, I used to uh, hook up my computer to the to my TV, go lie down on the couch with a blanket set the stream up and then I'd just sleep and then set an alarm for when one of the conferences was about to kick off. Episode 1, 1, episode 11, <laughs> 11 episodes in of In Melbourne last week and you're with me, Ivy Pijoni. How you doing? Hope you're well. Sorry I'm a little bit late on this week's episode but I've uh, had a few things on but uh we got a podcast episode out for this week, so I hope you do enjoy it. This is an episode about video games. So if you're a gamer like myself and my guest, Matt Serto, who I'll talk about in a sec, I hope you enjoy this one. I'm sure you'll uh, you'll have a good time. I am on Apple Podcasts. I'm also on Stitcher and also Podbean. So be sure to subscribe if you haven't already. And uh, you can drop me an email or send me something on social media. I'm at In Melbourne Last Week on social media, Facebook and Instagram, Twitter at I Am Last Week. My email address is in Melbourne last week at gmail.com. So my guest for this week, his name is Matt Serto. He's a, an old friend of mine. He, uh, he's a very avid video gamer, if you will. Uh, he's been gaming since he was a kid, and uh, we talked about how he got into video games and uh, also a bit about, you know, how, what consoles he owns. And uh, also he loves E3. That's the Electronics Entertainment Expo. It's the biggest gaming convention in the world, and every year it is in uh, Los Angeles, I believe. <laughs> I think it's in Los Angeles anyway this year. And uh, yeah, we spoke about our predictions about E3, like what we expect, and uh, also some games that have been confirmed that we're excited about. So uh, Matt and I had a good chat, and uh, he also gave some tips about what to do if you want to stay up and uh, watch E3, because he used to do that uh, when he worked full-time. He's a student now. But uh, yeah, he used to stay up and watch E3, and he gives some tips on what to do if you want to have some late-night benders and find out about some games. So without further ado, here he is, my good mate, Matthew Serto. Hope you enjoy it. I had a good chat with him, and uh, yeah, let me know what you think. Thanks, Matt Serto. Thanks for being here, man. No problem at all. Thank you for having me. I was just saying off air, like just before we were about to record, I said, "Oh, I couldn't get IGN. I couldn't get Gamespot. I couldn't get you know those kind of gaming uh, you know journalists and all that." You know, they said they were too busy for me. So I got the next best thing. I got a you know a gamer. A yeah, consumer you know. level gamer, you know, and, and I mentioned before, you're not beholden to any of the corporations, <laughs> you don't have embargoes or any of that kind of stuff to, to worry about. Well, I mean, where else to go than, you know, someone you used to work with? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I worked with you a long time ago. Oh, not a long time, maybe what, five years ago? Yeah, I mean, I was mid-20s then and or early to mid-20s and I'm getting close to 30 now, so. I remember you were the baby in the group. I used was. to be like five years younger than everyone else. I was or close. 19 when I met you. Yeah, yeah, you were still a baby. Yeah. Yeah, crazy. I'm turning 28 soon, so. Yeah, fabulous. Yeah, yeah you're, getting, you're getting on. So I've known you for nine years. Yeah. On and off. Wow, yeah, exactly. Crazy, crazy, crazy. And thanks for being here for the podcast. It's, no, uh, it's okay. Thank you for having me. Um, I've always wanted to do something like this, so hopefully I'll be 
somewhat entertaining for the listeners. Ah, you'll be fine. <laughs> you'll, I mean, they've put up with me for you know ten episodes going on to eleven, so I'm sure they'll. I'm sure you'll be just fine. Ah, uh, yeah, but I mean, who could ig- ignore your dulcet tones? <laughs> dulcet tones. <laughs> yeah, I get that a lot. <laughs> Probably more than I deserve, actually. <laughs> anyway, so Soto, I was just saying, um, oh, we like calling him Soto, by the way. Yeah, that's, it's, it's my last name. <laughs> it's your last. That's right. Yeah. That's Soto. Now, Soto, you're obviously you've. You've played games for a long time. You've, uh, you know, obviously gaming is a huge industry, billion-dollar industry. You know, it yep. surpasses movies these days. Yeah. I guess, like, where did you start with gaming? I'm sure everyone has their own kind of origin story. So, how did you, uh, how did you come about it? Um, well, gaming for me, I like. I remember the first ever console that I ever played was a Sega Genesis. Oh um, yeah, Sega. Or, or, or the the yeah, Sega. The, the um the Master System, um, as it was. For the power release, I'm pretty sure. Um, and it was my brother's master system. And I've got two older brothers. Um, one's 10 years older, the other one's seven years older. So I was a fair bit younger. So when they'd be outside playing kick to kick or anything like that, yeah, I'd be inside playing, you know, Sonic or... Wonder Boy. Yeah. One of those kind of or, games. Or Alex Kidd. Oh, um, Alex Kidd. That was, that was the one that was pre-installed on the Sega, wasn't it? The Sega. Um, wasn't no, that the one where you didn't need the... the, the the thing for it, the cartridge? Not that one. Was that that one? No, that, might have been That may have been like one of the older Master Systems. Oh, yeah. The, the one that we had, um, I had to jam that cartridge in. And I could never get past the first level because you had to play rock, paper, scissors oh. for the boss fight. And I could never get it. Isn't that dumb? Like rock, paper, scissors in a video game. Yeah. It's like the dumbest boss fight I've ever heard. Uh, it was... I've seen dumb ones, but <laughs> that was just ridiculous. It, it's it's entertaining. It, it, look, it's... Whilst it's dumb, it's got a, uh, oh, I wouldn't say dumb, but it's unique, I would say. And uh, it's got its um, its own appeal to it. And I'd always just throw that game on and just try. And <laughs> and Sonic as well. Like So I, I grew up on, on the, um, the Mega Drive, but uh, like when I kind of really started to pay attention is, like I remember the day that we went and picked my middle brother up from high school um i was already in the car because i was coming home from primary school and um we swung by the toy store to pick up the n64 that he'd pre-ordered oh yeah and i didn't know that he'd done any of this or or anything at all and we took it home and i was like oh you know what's this and he put it on and i think the first game that he played was turok oh turok six yeah 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 i remember that one and i was just blown away yeah the like, graphics at the time were like Whoa. oh it was so foggy yeah <laughs> <laughs> because it you know couldn't render but um just that that freestyle of movement you know in 3d space and you know it was scary it was atmospheric yeah it was you know dinosaurs that's awesome and then from that point onwards i was hooked and you know i would have been it came out in 97 the 64 in australia so i I would have been six or seven years old um so i just grew up with it from that point and you know from playing super mario 64 um hounding my parents to get me a copy of banjo kazooie when they were on their way home from overseas um even uh, being terrified of beating the first dungeon in the legend of zelda ocarina of time because I, I was terrified of <laughs> having to go out into Hyrule Field and face the skeletons that come out of the ground. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, to when, you know, I, I grew up a little bit and then that became one of my all-time favourite games. So, you know, from the 64, I, I just, 
you know, playing playing games like GoldenEye with with friends growing up, um, Mario Kart again. Yeah, a lot of co-op games and a lot of single-player exactly, games too. Yeah. yeah, I think for me, the, the the game that really defined like how I started because I've been gaming like you when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah. You know, I had a master system like you, and then yeah. I moved on. I got a Super Nintendo for uh, my birthday. Oh, I always wanted when I was about Super five, Nintendo. I think. Yeah, yeah. really good. I got rid of it a long time ago. <laughs> I think the game that blew my mind. I remember I rented uh, Donkey Kong Country. Yeah, that game. Like I saw the I saw the graphics and I saw how it looked and played and I was like, it was hard as it's like oh, a tough game yeah, yeah, as, it, as it goes on it still is it still is but i'm like oh my god it looks fantastic like even now you play it like i don't have it now but i've seen like footage of it people playing it and stuff and i'm like wow yeah it still looks great it, like it 20 year old game and it looks like more more and it looks amazing 25 year old game groundbreaking groundbreaking technology at the time oh it for, was for what red did to yeah. be able to get that that sort of visual style onto a actually, onto a cartridge i actually have something to show you I got. Ah. <laughs> I just pulled out. I've got on Xbox One because I've got an Xbox One and a Nintendo Switch. I've got Rare Replay, so it's thirty games. So you got Banjo Kazooie, you got all these ones. That's... I got it for twenty bucks at JB Hi-Fi. I um, it was I, twenty bucks. I think a friend of mine, like another friend of mine, um, I remember when this came out and he was showing me all the games on it. And it's a shame because Donkey Kong Country isn't actually on it, and no. neither is GoldenEye because I think um, the rights. I think Nintendo still had the rights uh, to N- Donkey Kong and stuff. Yeah, Nintendo still owned the rights to um, DK. The, to Donkey Kong because they licensed that out to Rare to develop the game. Yeah, for them yeah, back, that's right. Back um back in the day, on the SNES and, and the sixty four. Um, GoldenEye is an absolute mess of licenses yeah. because the James Bond licenses changed around so many times and mm-hmm. no, no one really knows who actually has the license <laughs> in that game yeah um and then banjo kazooie is it, this is on rare replay because yeah. um rare owns that character that's right that and i think rare was purchased by microsoft yeah uh, about 10 years ago or a bit, yeah. bit longer yeah nintendo yeah. um nintendo sold it off to microsoft uh, actually it was back in like 2000 or something yeah like that. yeah or, or no um o2 or it was just before the launch of the gamecube yeah um was it no <laughs> I oh, think maybe. GameCube came out in like 0102. I think it was 01. Yeah, it was, yeah. no, because Rare did, um, they did um, Star Fox Adventures. Yeah, yeah. And then it was after that, I think, that got sold off. <laughs> See, you're like a gaming historian as well. <laughs> you yeah, know a lot of, I, you have a lot of history. I, I, I try to pay, pay a lot of attention to everything that's going on. Yeah, but um, the games on this, man, are fantastic. Like, I love Blast Corp. Yeah, Blastcore. Battletoads. I loved um, yeah, Banjo-Kazooie. I played a little bit. I haven't finished it yet. Uh, um, play Banjo-Kazooie is one of those games where, funnily enough, I, like the other day at work, I was trying to think of something to listen to, yeah. and I put on the soundtrack. Oh, to Banjo-Kazooie. Um, yeah, because um, <laughs> the main theme to the uh, to the hub world is Teddy Bear's Picnic. Oh, yeah, yeah. But every time you go to one of the portals to one of the actual levels, um, the... Uh, the theme of Teddy Bear's Picnic will change what instruments are playing the theme to match what the theme of the zone yeah, is. So, yeah, that's you know, right, yeah. You know, if it's a beach zone... It'll be know. like a tropical kind yeah, of beach yeah, exactly. surf rock kind of version yeah. or whatever, and then, yeah, yeah, I get and, you. And um, I, I was just sitting there listening to that. Um, you, you should absolutely, like, finish that banjo. Oh, yeah, I will, I will, yeah. Classic. Oh, it is, yeah, it's a good one. I'm glad because all 30 games are on the one disc. It's incredible. Battletoads, try and get past the... Um, the uh, was it the second or third level on Battletoads? Oh, it's, it's the, the one with the with the, the motorbike. Yeah. Oh my god, that's insane. Yeah. It's like 
I eventually did. It took me like 10 goes, but it's good too because on, on the rare replay, you get unlimited continues. Yeah. So I died probably 20 times, no joke, on that level, level two or three before I actually made yeah. it. I'm like, I did it, finally. It took like 20. But imagine like back in the day you had arcades. Imagine how much money you had to have put in to, oh. to, to smash. Because that, that would have come out during the arcades, Battletoads. Like 80s, late 80s, so. early 90s. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, like, yeah. That's a really good point you make because there's... um. I, I, in Melbourne, I don't don't know if you would have seen them. At least to my mind, it's a, a recent thing that's popped up. But barcades. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've, I've been seen to, them. There's one called is it Manor Bar in Fitzroy? Yes, I haven't been to Manor. Or it was in Brunswick, one of those ones. Or it used oh, to no, be there. No, it used, used to, to be, be there. there. Yeah, they um they could never get a, a late a late night liquor license, so ah. they, they had to close at like ten o'clock. Sure, that sucks. Yeah, so they they never stood a chance. There's a few others though. Um, Funnily enough, there's one next to Randy Dragons. Oh, yeah, Randy Dragons. <laughs> Matt, Matt and I used to go to Randy Dragon a lot and get yeah. drinks. Oof. Yeah, those are the days. Cool. $5 spirits. A lot of mistakes made in that place. Oh, well, but a lot of <laughs> redemption as well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, no, yeah. but um, the, there's a barcade. I can't remember the name of it for the life of me. But um, they, uh, I, I went in there well, a couple of months ago with some old workmates and um, they've just got N64s everywhere with Mario Kart set up, GoldenEye, Smash Brothers, a couple of GameCubes, and then just arcade units set up all along the walls. And I was like, sweet, awesome, this is going to be so much fun. And I was, I saw NBA Jam. And oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. NBA Hang Time on the 64 used to be my bread and butter. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so I challenged a mate to play a game of NBA Jam threw in a couple of dollars because it's not quarters anymore from downtown yeah <laughs> played and then the game asks you to put more coins in oh. after the quarter's done don't so like it, it's a basketball game so it's in yeah, quarters and right. like so at quarter times like i'll put more, more <laughs> you money pay, into you pay a quarter per quarter <laughs> essentially <laughs> well, you, you, that's you, why that's why they got the term quarter yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> it's probably that you play one quarter of a game yeah, it's like yeah. all right new quarter I think it was like two dollars. So you end up paying like eight dollars to play one game. Forget it. <laughs> Highway robbery. Yeah, just wait till uh, hopefully Switch gets like a virtual console like thing, and maybe NBA Jam might be there. I know it's probably won't happen. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've heard the news. Obviously, this is a very gaming focused episode of the podcast. So if you're not really a gamer, you probably won't like it. But <laughs> if you're a gamer, I know a few that listen to it who are gamers. They'll probably enjoy a nice casual chat. <laughs> well, I mean. Hopefully, if you if you're not too interested, you'll still find it somewhat interesting because we'll, we'll be touching on a breadth of topics, I guess. I'm sure. Yeah, we sure will. Yeah, you'll be. Uh, well, you're more of a co-host than a than a guest today. <laughs> <laughs> you're my co-host, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll start asking you some questions soon. Yeah, why not? <laughs> <laughs> so, I, as I mentioned, I've got an Xbox One and a Nintendo Switch. What do you have at the moment, old and new? Um. Oh, jeez. This you got too will, many. This will probably be the rest of the podcast. Oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Um. Uh, I've got a Switch. Um, yeah. Oh, you, you're one of my friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Friend, we're, yeah. We're friends on it. Um, yeah. I've got an Xbox One S as yeah. well. Yeah. Um, and a PS4. Um, I've also got a Wii U. A oh, Wii U. I still have one. Yeah. Um, I've got a PC. Um, which I've recently started playing again. Um, I've even got a SNES Mini. Oh yeah, nice. Yeah. They're uh, they're coming back. I think later yeah, in the are. month they're uh, they or next month they're uh, they're yep. coming back. Yeah, yeah the, the, the NES and the SNES. Yeah. Um, so I want to get one. I want to get one or two. Oh, it's I love it. Yeah. I, like I haven't actually played it too much, but I've just having it. Yeah, I've heard it's good in short bursts though. Like some people have commented that like they bought the NES or the SNES, and they kind of get over it after an hour. It's like oh, it's just nostalgia. 
yeah, you know, and then it, you kind of forget it. You, you need to have, like, a, there is definitely that nostalgia that drives the purchase, um, unless you're interested in playing those games again. Because, I mean, a lot of those games, everyone's played them, especially on a Nintendo console because of they course. release or they've released them on Virtual Console three or four times. Mm. Um, so unless you're you're really interested in playing them again, it is more for nostalgia. Um, I, I When I purchased mine, I actually um, played it for a bit, had a look at it, and I was like, oh, this is really cool. And then I was like, how do I hack this? <laughs> so I've heard stories of that where people hack it and they can put whatever ROM it's, ROMs they want on it. It's so easy. Yeah. To, so I, I, um, I hope no one from Nintendo's listening. Maybe yeah. we shouldn't say. Maybe you can tell me off air. I, I mean, <laughs> it, all, all legally purchased video games that I have, but um, it, it is very easy to inject your own your, your own ROMs into it. Uh-huh, which uh-huh. um, you know, that's always interesting to tinker around with yeah yeah um other than that i've got a you know i've got a 3ds um and i think i have a 360 somewhere yeah (laughs) realistically what i'm what i tend to play yeah be the the main three consoles in my pc nice did you so you said you had a ps4 no you don't have oh you have a ps4 cool so you got basically all of them Yeah, yeah yeah Back when I used to have money, I used to spend it all on video games. Ah, oh, well, everyone's got to have a passion. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a it's a good hobby to have, you know. It's it really like it's good, like even for downtime for me, like because I'm I'm doing a lot of stuff. You know, I did two podcasts. Yeah, I'm learning to play drums. Yeah, you yeah. Know, yeah. Um, I've got the drum kit in the other the other room. Um, yeah, and and also like if I can find an hour or two to play games, you know, at the moment I, I've been playing more. I basically finished Super Mario Odyssey. Yeah, you know, that's all done. Zelda I finished a long time ago. Uh, I've been playing Skyrim again on the Switch. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I bought it on, at a discount. Um, so, yeah, I've been playing Skyrim. I never played it before. Oh, really? It's my first time, yeah. So, oh, I'm enjoying it. I'm I'm currently a sneaky archer. Yep. Yeah. Everyone. If, it's the best. <laughs> Everyone always ends up becoming a sneaky it's, archer. It's just so it's so rewarding. It's like you can just go into like a banded outpost, just go thunk, thunk, thunk. Yeah. No one will know what hit him. They're all dead. Exactly. Like, yep. Thunk, thunk, thunk. yep, they're gone. And oh. you've taken the base. It's like, oh, cool. Oh, jeez. I... I <laughs> envy you really to to be able to play through that game for the first time oh it's again. it's something special it's it, it now like after being i've played it for over 30 40 hours or whatever it is so far uh yeah i reckon it's one of my top 10 games yeah skyrim yeah definitely i i think i maybe put like three four hundred hours into that game yeah when, um yeah when it first came out yeah like because bethesda games i really enjoy but something because I, I played fallout 4 and mm. I didn't really like it too much. It was all right. I well, Fallout 3 was magnificent, and New Vegas was really good too. Yep. But And I remember playing Fallout 2, you know, the, the original, the PC one, where yep. it's like isometric. Isometric. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I know something about Fallout 4. It was just weird. It was like it was okay, but I was like, oh. I, I don't know. I agree. I, I, I mean, I tried to get into Fallout 4. To be honest, I, never, I didn't really enjoy Fallout 3 that much. I, I, I don't like the blandness. I, I understand that's the aesthetic of... yeah. The game and, and, the story. and plus that were the limitations of the graphics at the time yeah. too, like late two thousands. I think yeah, yeah, mid to late two thousands. Yeah, well, I think it was oh eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, you're a historian, you know. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I, I just have a, a. I just try to think of what you know. What were, where was I at in my time of life? <laughs> yeah, at that yeah, point. of course. Um, it's like music, isn't it? Like a, a video game can remind you of a part of. Yeah, your past. Absolutely. You know, it's like a song. Like you hear a song, like oh, I remember that. It's like you remember a game. It's like oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. It, it's why like you know a lot of people go back and play old games that they played when they were a kid because 
you know, playing through it that first time when you're a child, you, you, you kind of associate the, that youthfulness to it. So then, you know, when you're older, you go back and you play it again and you're like, this reminds me of the first time I played it. You know? Yeah, yeah. That's that's why I end up going back and playing all of my yeah. old games so I can feel young again. That's good. Oh, well, you're only 28, man. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're still young. <laughs> you got plenty of years ahead of you. Yeah, I know. Well, hopefully. Yeah, yeah. So one of the things you used to do, Matt, is uh, you, you're a massive you're you're a massive fan of e3 i i, I guess you were like a pseudo analyst of e3 the electronic <laughs> entertainment expo so every year i think since like the mid 90s uh, all the game companies in case you don't know what e3 is uh, all the game companies would come together in i think los angeles or san francisco or somewhere in california and uh, they'd showcase their games coming up yeah, you know yeah. games coming out that year or maybe next year or some in development and all the big studios are there you know there's uh, there's nintendo there's bethesda as we mentioned before microsoft do a conference sony do a conference um and matt you used to like when you <laughs> used to have a full-time job you used to take annual leave i remember and used to watch like because obviously you know all the presentations are at night you yep. used to stay up and watch it for a week or two yeah. weeks whatever it was yeah so what was that like Oh, I miss those days. Yeah, I'm sure. You used to, what you used to do, do have Doritos and some beers and watch it or, you know, no, no. take notes? Like, how would you, how would you go about it? Uh, I wouldn't take notes. Um, and I try to stay away from the junk food because from my uh, younger days of landing with computers, there is nothing worse than staying up late, filling yourself full of junk food and then trying to sleep. Yeah, oh, yeah. Knocks you around for like a month. Forget it. Um, but I, I did used to try and reverse my, my sleeping pattern. So I'd sleep through the day and be <laughs> awake at night to watch the, the press conferences. Because, you know, it's like you said, it's where all the big announcements would usually come out. And, you know, e- E3 is the Electronic Entertainment Expo. That's yep. the E3. Um, and it's essentially a... a trade a trade show that's how it originated you know they'd all have all of the big players would demonstrate their huge games that are going to be very profitable and then they'd have the um you know the show floor open for everyone to go and play and then the journalists would pump up you know how good their games looked and then behind closed doors the big publishers would talk to you know your um Oh, all of the American, you know, uh, businesses that would, would sell them. So, you know, your game stops and, yep. and all that. Um, so that's how it originated. And then, you know, uh, over the, you know, w- with the internet, it's become a consumer show as well where, you know, IGN uh, live streams at YouTube live streams. They it. do, yeah. Um, yeah. I think Facebook is even going to be live streaming. I think they may have started last year, but they're going to live stream it this year as well. About so, time. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it, it, it's huge. Yeah, it's massive. And I mentioned before, gaming makes more money. It's a billion-dollar industry. Yeah. They make more money than movies now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. getting there. If, yeah, I, I think you're right. They do make more yeah. money. And yeah. video games are now considered an art form, like film, television, music, um, rough, art. Roughly so. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, there's, there's, a, there's a vision that a a studio or a director or a team has that goes into making a video game and you know they video games can make you feel they can make you think yeah um the same way as any movie or book can so or art piece so they absolutely should be considered um but uh to, to answer your question you know I, I used to take a week off work um two weeks if i could and yeah. then i would stay up late and i'd watch all the conferences and you know it would usually kick off with either 
Sony or Microsoft and they'd um they'd demonstrate who you know or they'd show off what big games they were going to have yeah, coming yeah. out in the next fiscal year usually or, or you know maybe a little bit further out but I'm um, really you know uh, I've, I'm a Nintendo kid at heart yeah. so that was always the one that I was looking out for looking out for yeah um, and I mean as if anyone who's a Nintendo fan is listening to this I would know that there's a lot of heartache to those E3 press conferences for the mid Naughties to yeah. to you know early 2010s when um they were going through their Wii and Wii U era because, yeah yeah you know those conferences weren't really aimed towards a, a, a more hardcore um, audience they were more dedicated towards you know their casuals and and, and the the market that they were trying to yeah and ensnare. it's and it's funny because the Wii sold over 100 million or 110 million consoles yeah. but the Wii U only managed 15 million yeah. but the Switch has sold nearly 19. Yeah, within a year and a half. Absolutely, that's insane. Switch is incredible. Um, it and it's all about, um, I, I like. I mean, I chalk that up to messaging and clarity of messaging. You know, the the Wii was a huge hit because it, it's a simple concept and it's easy to demonstrate and it's fun the first time you tried it out. So yeah. it was easy to get families involved because yeah. someone would come over and like, hey, have you tried this out? Have a look at this, and then you do bowling or tennis or something and a lot of things like nursing homes and all that they were using Wii's yeah, you know for rehabilitation yeah, yeah yeah people playing like bowling and golf and you know helping them the movement and stuff you know a bit of exercise for the elderly and, yeah. and the disabled yeah, yeah it's it it a good good tool for that but then they moved on to the Wii U um, and there was confusion you know the, the Wii, Wii U is it an add-on to the Wii yeah exactly is, they is should it, have used another name is it a separate thing is it a you know, it was is is this just a gamepad that hooks up to my Wii? Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You know, there was confusing. It, there was confusion just in the name, and then in trying to market it, like, all right, it's a it's a toy gamepad with a singular touch screen. Yeah. What's well, you know, I don't see how this works. What's fun about it? I, you know, I had one. And I had a lot of fun with it, but towards the end of the life cycle they started releasing games that didn't really use that touch screen for anything other than inventory management which kind of showed that it, it wasn't really mm-hmm. you know even for nintendo who are masters at, at game design they couldn't really find something unique to do with it that was compelling yeah i yeah and i had a feeling that the switch would be a success because the way nintendo go ever, ever since maybe the n64 days in the yep. late 90s it would be like n64 success gamecube not a success yeah. or fail. Well, yeah. Or, you know, not as successful. Yeah. We success. We you fail. Yeah. So I thought Switch, you know, that's usually the pattern. Yeah. It's like, yeah, Switch. It's got to be a winner. That has, has to be, be. That has been a Although, technically speaking, I think the N64 was considered a um, a miss of, as far as sales would go because compared yeah. to, because that was the point where Sony came out with the PlayStation. And that's right. That sold gangbusters gangbusters but i think over time people appreciate the 64 a lot more yeah yeah i think over time you know it's really been there's there's a following for it exactly yeah Yeah, same with gamecube where you like i I don't feel like that's ever going to be something that people are going to look back on and say oh this was a a, people should have got gotten on this when it was out because nintendo is just going to end up re-releasing all those classics i tell you what man you should hold on to your wii u i reckon it'll be worth a lot of money if you keep it like in mint condition 
Yeah. Sell it in twenty years. It's gonna be it's gonna be a highly prized item. I mean, I say Watch all it. that, but I absolutely <laughs> agree. I'm, I've I've got mine packed away safe. Yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. I re- I tell you what, it's gonna be a collector's item in 10, 15, 20 years. Watch. Yeah. Watch. I hope so. Yeah, I think it will. Because you know, it's only fifteen million sold in what five years. Yeah, that's not actually, much. Yeah. It's nothing. Yeah, they'll be rare. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you never know. So, Serto E3, there's a lot of games that have been confirmed uh, and a lot which are predicted, you know, people thinking, oh, maybe this is this is it, this is it, this is it, you know, or maybe this is happening or maybe this studio is doing this. So, uh, there's a few games which have already been confirmed. So, games including Anthem, which is by Bioware. I think yep. it's like a first-person shooter of some sort. I or, think it's... Oh, it's an open-world action game yeah. similar to Destiny. Similar to Destiny, it's a third... It Pretty much, if you think of a game that lets you fly around... A world as if you're Iron Man. Yeah. That's kind of how that game looks. Yeah, yeah. Could be interesting. Un... Bioware's a good studio, though. Bioware's a good studio. They had a bit of a miss on um, Mass Effect Andromeda, although I've been playing through that, and I didn't think it was as bad as what everyone no. criticised it to be. Um, I think because Mass Effect, the main trilogy, was just so good, ex- yeah. I think the level, like, the expectation was like, it's yeah. going to be like this very high yeah. you know like it, everyone had high expectations it, it, it's yeah. hard to live up to exceptional sci-fi of course like like mass effect the the trilogy was um my I, i'm interested with anthem i like i want to see more um although i it, ea as a publisher can be very hit and miss um so mm-hmm. It's one where I'm like, I want to I wanna love it and I want to see what it is. And especially with what happened with Battlefront 2 last year, Absolutely. you know, with the, uh, you know, the microtransactions. Yeah. Some European governments investigated them because they thought it was a form of gambling, the yeah. loot boxes. Some, some loot governments crates. have yeah. deemed um, loot crates as gambling. I think New yeah. Zealand. Oh, New um, Zealand, yeah. Recently have, have done that. Yeah, so they've banned them or they're going to ban them, I guess. I, I, I don't know what the repercussions are. I, I don't know if it's just like an official ruling yeah. or, or if it's just like, hey, this is bad. Yeah. But... Yeah. Um, so sorry, I, I cut you off before. Oh no, no, that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. You're the guest, or you're my co-host today. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so you say what you want. Now, there's always one person on either side of the fence, so there's not always a person that likes both. Battlefield Five or Call of Duty Black Ops Four for you? What's your? What if you had to pick one? Because there's always one or the other, usually, isn't there? Uh, historically, I'm a Battlefield guy. All right. Um, and this time they're going back to World War Two. Yeah, they like the are. I'm intrigued. Oh, I'm kind of... It's funny because, like, you know, they, they were doing Modern Warfare type stuff and I was like, oh, I'm tired of Modern Warfare. You know, I wish they could go back. And now they've gone back. They did, you know, World War One with Battlefield 1. Now they're yeah. doing World War Two. I'm like, ah, I kind of want something a little bit more modern Yeah, yeah. <laughs> from my Battlefield games. Yeah, um, yeah. Honestly, the, the Battlefield 5 reveal trailer just came out a couple of days ago. That looks really interesting. Um, I'd love to see some actual gameplay, um, which will, EA will be showing off at E3. Yeah. So um, some some proper bona fide gameplay of, of people um, going against each other will be really interesting because they've announced that there was a huge amount of information that they released as to how they were going to shake up the game, um, which sounds really promising. Um, I think they're, they're not adding a Battle Royale mode as is the thing to do with everyone at the moment. Yeah. But um, they did say that they're adding... Because at, at the moment in the multiplayer games, you've got a team of 32 going against another team of 32. Yeah. And there's objectives for one of the teams. 
um, and it goes in three or four stages. And what they've said is they're adding an additional stage at the end uh-huh. where it then kind of takes on a battle royale moment where it, the last man standing wins. Yeah. Or at least it, it's like a bonus. Maybe it's a bonus objective. That's a better way of thinking about sure, it. Sure, sure. And then once that kicks in, you know, that last remaining remaining person will uh, win that part of the the uh, the battle. Yeah. And that I, I think that sounds kind of interesting. Yeah, um, especially yeah. if, if you've spent so long in that battle to then kind of, you know, prove your chops by yeah. being the last one. Are you a fan of the battle royale thing? Do you think it's just a fad? You know, do you play games like Fortnite? Uh, I don't play Fortnite. Okay. Although you play pu- PUBG? I have played PUBG. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think it's fun. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. Uh, I'm not very good. So I <laughs> Win, really... No winner, winner, chicken dinners nah, for you yet? No, no, I haven't been fed. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> Lack of protein. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, Fortnite could be, uh, like, I mean, the, as you, you're probably aware, there's a lot of rumors that Fortnite is going to be coming to the Switch. Oh, I hope so. And if that comes to Switch, then I'll definitely check it out. Yeah, for sure. Because I'll, I'll play anything if it's on my Switch. And it better be free, Nintendo. Don't yeah. charge me 20 bucks. Or I can play it on my phone for free. Yeah, exactly. buggers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because Nintendo are known to, you know, jack up the price a bit for, you know, some people say, oh, I can buy this game on Steam for 10 bucks, but Switch is charging it for 25 Yeah. And then I'm like, can you bring your PC? You know, can you bring it with you? No, you can't. I, I'm you not, pay for convenience. I'm not certain if that's mm-hmm. Nintendo jacking up the prices or if that's publishers looking at the because it the the like you were saying you know switch is super successful 19 million something like that yeah at the moment at and the moment. counting yeah. and yeah and it's showing no signs of slowing down yeah and you know on the back of a couple of announcements from e3 it could skyrocket even more i certainly could um but i i, I kind of uh, one of the big things that's kind of come out is that games on the switch sell they do and they don't just sell Normally, and, compared and, to yeah. other systems, they, yeah. they eclipse other systems. And look at me, idiots like me paid 50 bucks for Skyrim on the Switch, <laughs> whereas I could have bought it for 20 on the on the Xbox. Yeah, you know I, know. I think it's like on <laughs> sale on Steam for like $5. Yeah, it's yeah. released on everything. Yeah. But I, I, I kind of feel like maybe some publishers are looking at the console and just being like, well, if we can sell it on that market at a premium and it's people will buy it yeah. at a premium... Why would we match the other prices? Well, one thing I haven't mentioned about the Switch, and I'm sure there's a few people out there who've at least heard of a Switch or maybe own it like us. Yeah. The Switch, the, basically their angle is you can play it anywhere. You can play on the TV. Yep. You can play, uh, you know, handheld like a, like a 3DS. You can play on the toilet. You can play at the beach. You, yeah, know, you can yeah. play in the couch, on the lounge room. I, you know, wherever you want. I, I think that's the selling point. I think that's probably why people are happy to pay a bit more. Yeah. Like, I, for me, like, I'd rather pay for the Switch version than buy... Because if I bought it on... If I bought the Definitive Edition of Skyrim on Xbox One, it would have been, like, 50, 60 bucks. Yep. So I'm like, I'd rather pay 50. I know Skyrim, the graphics aren't as good, but, you know, it's the same game, same gameplay, same mechanics. I thought, no, I'll just yeah. play it on Switch. Play it, it in bed, play it wherever. Absolutely. Yeah, it's yeah. at the point where it's good enough, at least for some of those games, and, it, you know, if it's a big immersive world. Yeah. It's a seven-year-old game, for goodness yeah. sake. You'd hope it would run well on yeah, a Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But, um, you can play it on a phone probably these days. Yeah, I, I, I have no doubt. That there's a running joke on the internet that Bethesda will release every, will release Skyrim on every piece of technology that Why they not? can get. So Why not? I expect a few more announcements at their conference. <laughs> nice, nice. And speaking of Nintendo, uh, a few rumors going around. So we've con- it's confirmed Super Smash Brothers will come to Switch. Yep. Uh, do you think it's a port or do you think it's a brand new game? Mm. I think it's a brand new game. It has to be. And I think it'll... Because Nintendo's bringing their online... They're going to have paid yep. online. I have a feeling they're going to launch it in line with Super Smash Brothers. Yep. Or maybe just before. 
you yeah. know it'll be just before the release it, it'll, it'll be, be like it'll that. be like within a, a month or two yeah. like at most yeah 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 um yeah that's a good question there's a lot of there's a lot of things floating around that could kind of indicate it could go either way uh, i mean the turnaround time firstly makes it seem like it's going to be a port um yeah. for them to turn around so quickly and and have it come out this year because they've said that it, it is a, a 2018 game um and the rumors are that it's going to be october um so that turnaround time kind of makes me think you know it could be a wii u port combined with the 3ds uh, the the content that was on the yep. 3ds yep. that's such a simple way of getting new content i'm doing air quotes yeah you new are. content <laughs> to um out to a, 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 yeah. a mass of people that didn't get to play it because like because if it's a port of the wii u version yeah 15 million units sold of the Wii U mm. so not many people got to play Smash Brothers yeah. so it's still relatively new content mm. um, and then if you combine it with the stuff that was just stranded on the 3DS because there was a different single player mode there's different multiplayer modes different levels um, you could throw all of that call it Smash Brothers Deluxe and release yeah. that like simple like that would be simple development it would be cheap and they'd make a lot of money but do you think people are tired of ports you know there's like Mario Kart Deluxe and then there's you know, I guess Zelda was like a Wii U game originally, Breath of the Wild, then became a Switch game. I guess in a way it's a port in a sense, even yep. though they were both released. I mean, do you think people just want, like especially Switch owners, do you think they just want original content? They just want original games? Like they don't want ports of this or remakes of that. They want something a bit new from Nintendo. Do you think Nintendo's kind of milking milking it a bit? Possibly. Yeah. Yes. I like. I, I know I, it'll I, still sell like you mentioned, yeah. but you know, you want something new, don't you? Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I want something new. That being said, the Wii U version of Smash Brothers is one of the best. Yeah, it's, definitely. It, bar Malay, which is a more competitive um, variant of the game. They I still play it in so. competitions today, yeah, Malay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's funny they have to play it on uh, on the old CRT TVs because yeah. there's input lag um, because it's on an analog signal. Yeah, that's right. They got to play it on the old TVs. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, if they do end up re-releasing the port, I, I mean, a lot of people wouldn't have played it as well. So, you know, with Mario Kart, when they brought that to Switch, there were a lot of people who picked up that game who never played the Wii U version. Yeah, so it sure. was new. So them. in a way, I guess these Wii U ports are kind of, they're giving some of these games a second life. Exactly. On a, on a more popular console. Yeah, like kind of, Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze came out the other week. Exactly. Yeah. And that's selling like hot games. Oh, yeah. It's selling better than the Wii U version. Yeah. yeah. So it, it's one of those things where, you know, yes, ports can be frustrating because people want new content but then on the other hand you know it could be nintendo looking at their product and saying this deserves a second chance we really believe in this product sure and then they re-release it with all that being said the announcement trailer did show off the splatoon 2 characters That's which right. are not in the wii u version mm -hmm. so that indicates that there's some sort of new content it showed off breath of the wild link yes which is I, you know, if you if you know Zelda, the Link in Breath of the Wild is vastly different to all of the other incarnations of him. And he would, if it's just a reskin, it would be really disappointing because his moveset should be very different mm -hmm. to to the previous ones. Sure. So that makes it seem like that's new content as well. Mm -hmm. um, the logo's different, which if you read Reddit at all, that is a running joke that yeah. because the logo is different, it is a new game. <laughs> But it does kind of link credence to it. Um, 
And then finally, uh, they also stated that they've been working on this game for um, a couple... They've already been working on it and developing it for a few years already. Yeah, sure. Um, which kind of counters my point that it's a short turnaround time. Yeah. In which case, it could be a new game. It could and be. And if it is, um, that would be amazing. That would be amazing. To get a, a new Smash Brothers within two years of the, the Switch being out, or in its second year... And then Pokemon not too long after Pokemon, that. Pokemon, yeah, I was going to mention Pokemon. I think as well a new Smash Brothers game, I think that would justify the online Nintendo Absolutely. Switch Online. I think yeah. people would be like, oh, brand new game. Yeah. Sweet. I'll I, pay. Well, in Australia, it's $30 a year. In America, it's 20 Yeah. But it's like 30 30 bucks a year. Fabulous. You know, that, so that, that justifies it. So cheap compared to the competitors as well. Yeah, and they're releasing 20 NES games as well, but you can play some of them online. Multiplayer. Yeah. That'd be fun. Uh, That'd be interesting to see how that is. Not that I'd do it, but yeah, at uh, least it's there. I don't, I don't care about the NES games. They've released those games so you many already, times. And you have an NES Mini anyway, so you yeah. can play them whenever you want, like, offline. <laughs> give me GameCube games. Yeah. No, no one um, no one has an official avenue of being able to play old GameCube games at this point in time. Bring us Luigi's Mansion, damn it. Exactly. <laughs> or Super Mario Sunshine. Yeah. Like, that's one of the classics that, you know, there, there's, a, there's a new... Um, slew of, of Nintendo fans that are being, you know, kind of built by the Switch. You yeah, know, people were buying into this um, ecosystem that that previously haven't, and they've never played those GameCube games. Yeah, and everyone's got access to the NES or SNES or 64 games through the previous consoles. We've never had GameCube. No, that's it, what I want. It'll come up, I'm sure. I hope so. Yeah, I hope so. So moving on from uh, Nintendo, let's talk about Sony for a bit. So Sony, uh, apparently in their press conference, they're going to focus on four games primarily. Uh, Death Stranding, yep. Ghost of Tsushima, yep. Spider-Man, which looks pretty good, yep. and The Last of Us Part Two. Any of those that stand out for you? Uh, Death Stranding. Um, that looks really cool. Yeah. Uh, have you watched the trailers for it? Uh, it's got the guy from The Walking Dead, doesn't it? Yeah, it's um. Oh, what's his name? Daryl. I just call him Norman Reedus. Norman Reedus. Yeah. Yep. Daryl. Daryl. Yeah. Daryl. Dead. Daryl. Uh, that looks really cool. It, it's a um, it's a Kojima game. So the the creative visionary behind the Metal Gear Solid games. Um, this is his next big thing. Really. Um, he's making it for Sony or with Sony. Um, so it's going to be a, a Sony exclusive, and it's him out on his own his own production company he's, he's left um konami mm-hmm. because that was that was a thing it was a very big thing um so death stranding looks super interesting i i can't even explain to you yeah, yeah. what it's about i'm sure because, if you go on youtube you'll find a trailer or oh something. yeah there's i think there's three trailers mm-hmm. and if you watch them all back to back to back you do get a sense of what kind of is going on but the thing is what's going on makes no sense yeah <laughs> so it looks really interesting graphically looks amazing um that that's going to be a really interesting game i'm very intrigued by it well you've got the ps4 so you yeah <laughs> what about rage 2 that's a game which uh, i think has been confirmed yep. uh rage 1 wasn't i guess it was wasn't that popular you no. know well it wasn't popular i don't really under oh and it was a bit darker. Like Rage Two, the new one looks a bit more slapstick, a bit more yep. tongue and cheek. You know, it looks a bit cheeky. Whereas the first one looks more gritty and dark. And do you think this is like a reboot? Do you think they should just call it a Rage something else instead of Rage Two? Uh, sequel sell. Putting putting yeah. a number on anything will make it sell better than the first thing. That's like a 
video game rule for some reason. Yeah. Um, I, I guess it kind of gives uh, consumers confidence that you know it it's a tried product. Yeah. I yeah. guess. Um, I don't know. Rage Two could be interesting. Um, looks fun. I, apparently, they've said it's going to be like an open world, continuous kind of like Destiny. Yeah. Was the impression that I got. Um, so that could be cool, especially for you Mad Max fans, because it's being developed um, partly by Asylum Studios. Okay. No, not Asylum. <laughs> I can't remember their names, but they're the guys who made the Mad Max video game. Oh, yeah. Which is actually a, a really well-made video mm-hmm. uh, video game. So um, those guys, uh, I'm assuming that that game came out and then they either approached um, id Software or were approached to help them make the game. Yeah. Um, so that could be really cool. It adds vehicles, open world, crazy. Basically standard stuff in, in yeah. 2018. Standard stuff. They just need Battle Royale on this. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, they probably will. They'll get the young kids in. But Rage in, 2 Battle Royale. You know, crazy <laughs> post-apocalyptic landscape. You know, yeah, that could be fun. Could be fun, yeah. A bit different to, to the flavor of everything else. Maybe wait till there's a trading copy or something. Yeah. Pick I'd, it up and give it a go. My, my big thing that I always try and do is unless I'm already bought into the the video game franchise or you know if, if there's something there for me where i'm like no i'm gonna play this regardless um i just wait till something's released there there's no such thing as video game copies you know running out no like that's a thing of the past so yeah especially with digital downloads exactly everyone can get a copy so you know for a consumer the smart thing to do is just wait wait till the reviews come out if, if you're uncertain watch a couple of videos you know, it find an internet personality that like has, you. <laughs> yeah, no, I should go go set up something for people. You should. Me. <laughs> you should start your own gaming podcast. I got a friend who does a gaming podcast. I would love to do that. Yeah, yeah you should. I, I'm very opinionated about games. Yeah, love it'd be to fun. Share them. It'd be fun. Or even Nintendo only, or you know, whatever. Maybe uh, even retro, whatever. Yeah, maybe. Make it make it a bit niche. Yeah. <laughs> make it different. So these are the confirmed games, uh, Serto. Um, now there's quite a few predictions. Uh, what are your favourite predictions, or what do you think is going to like? No matter what, who the developer is, or whatever. Who do you? What do you think will be like? You'll look at it and go, "Holy crap!" Oh. What will make you go far out? Well, I mean, I've been paying more attention to the Nintendo rumors recently. Um, Pokemon, I'm I'm desperate for a Pokemon Switch game. Um, I love Pokemon. I, I'm not ashamed to admit I that. I think now's the time for Nintendo to do it. Oh. Now's the time. That'll, You know how it's sold 19 million copies, uh, 19 million Switches now? That Imagine 30 million by the end of the year yeah, if that, Pokemon come out. And if they bundled Pokemon with a Switch. Oh, pool. It, pool. Good for, night. For them Good to, night. They'll sell another 10 million more. If, if, they can, if they can show off Smash Brothers and Pokemon... Ten million within oh, within six months. Watch, yeah. I get. I, I I put my house on it. It doesn't yep. matter what anyone else does. Doesn't matter what Sony could be giving PlayStation fours away for free. Yeah. Um. It doesn't matter. Nintendo would win at that yeah, point. It, not not that it's a direct competition because it's not. It's a fanboy thing. Yeah. But Pokemon on Switch would be incredible. Um, That'd be it, amazing. There's so much they can do with it. It's got a lot more power behind it. There's a lot of rumors coming out, but or at the moment as to what it's going to be, but I'm, you know, Pokemon rumors are dime a dozen these days. So yeah, it, I read somewhere that uh, someone leaked like an image where one of them was going to call, be called Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu yep. and Pokemon Let's Go Eevee. Yep. But I don't know if it's substantial. Uh, it, 
there's a lot of stuff coming out from like the Pokemon uh, official Twitter that kind of leads credence to those rumors. Right. Um, but we'll see, you know, so long as it's generation eight, that's really the only thing that I'm, I really want. Like, I, I don't care if it's, if we go back to Kanto, which is one of the, that's what generation one was set in. Yeah. Um, and you get your original starters plus an EV or, or a Pikachu, depending, um, uh, you know, fine. If that's how they want to make it, so long as there's an eighth generation of Pokemon added to the game, new things that we don't know, new abilities, you know, that um, that will add so much more to it. Especially like I, I, I like the competitive aspect of Pokemon. I don't play it competitively myself, but yeah. I do like the theory crafting behind building teams, and and I've probably spent more time theorizing a good team to make rather than actually playing the games. Yeah. And, you know, adding new Pokemon to it makes it refreshing for existing fans mm-hmm. as well as new for new fans. Sure. So that's what I'm desperate for. Metroid Prime 4, what do you think? I'd, that's the That was the next thing I was uh-huh. going to say. Um, do you reckon they'll tease something more, some gameplay? or I'd, I'd expect so. It's not being made by Retro Studios. No. Um, the rumor is Retro Studios is actually making a Star Fox Grand Prix oh, racing, racing game. game. Yeah, I've heard that, yeah. Um, yep. And that kind of sounds pretty cool too. But um, Metroid Prime 4 seems like it's being made in-house by one of Nintendo's um, dev or development teams. So oh, I can't remember the name of them, but yep. either one or two. Yeah. Um, and that's interesting because the Metroid Prime trilogy, like what made it feel very different was it was developed by a Western studio, which yeah. was retro studios. And it went first person where Japanese studios, uh, first person video games tend to not sell no. in Japan. No. It's considered a very Western thing and they don't really tend to entertain the idea, the idea that yeah. that much. So, you know, the Metro prime games didn't actually sell that well in Japan. Um, so better in, the west but i mean technically speaking the metroid brand doesn't sell mm. like pokemon or mario or zelda it's more of a, a fanboy or you know hardcore um title so i'm just glad they're making a fourth one yeah um that being said it could be really like absolutely they should show something mm-hmm. if they don't show something then it's a it's a missed opportunity and people will be there'll be a lot of anger yeah Oh, anger, air quotes. But, air quotes. Like, you no, know. but hopefully, hopefully, I'm sure Nintendo will, will, they'll be the best of the bunch, I have a feeling. Yeah, oh, I've, I've, they've got a lot to show because they've kind of, they launched the Switch, awesome. Zelda launched with it, Mario Kart came out, and then you got E3 and it was Mario Odyssey and a few other things. And, yeah. you know, that really, people were like, awesome first year absolutely cracking yeah and then the question kind of went wait what are they going to be doing for their second year exactly now, what how long is this thing going to last yeah. like it's an underpowered console yeah um you know it's launched already at a at a loss you know power wise compared to the to the competitors so how long has this thing got left in it yeah so um that's why you know it'll be interesting to see their e3 press conference or you know their live stream that they do yeah, uh, yeah, yeah metro prime 4 needs to be in there pokemon needs to be in there yeah, smash brothers is is their headlining act they've already said smash brothers is the big thing that they're going to focus on at e3 yeah um so 
Any other ones? Any other predictions that that excite you? Uh, see, interesting that the guys who created The Witcher, CD Projekt Red, they're going to have a they're yes. going to have a conference. Uh, Rumor has it that Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven may be announced. Yes. possibly some, hopefully some gameplay footage or I'd, or a release date at least. Would be all over that. Witcher three is one of my absolute favorite video games of all time. Yeah, um, I have, I've missed it. I haven't played it yet. Pick it up. Yeah, um, <laughs> I'm already playing Skyrim. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I like. I can't have so many RPGs. Uh, yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> One at a time for me. <laughs> One. I, I don't think you'd actually get anything done if you no. tried to play both of them. Oh, forget um, it. No, we, these podcasts wouldn't happen. Nothing. Would yeah, happen. yeah. Like, it's like no, just everything would just be covered in dust, cobwebs. It's like no. I, I I think I sunk about seventy or eighty hours into The Witcher Three, um, and I haven't even finished the second DLC. Because the, the second expansion is almost as big as what the base game yeah, was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it is absolutely incredible storytelling. Um, the characterizations, the the world feels like a living and breathing world. Oh, I, I could rave on yeah, about that. Yeah, you could. It, it, I think Netflix is making like a TV show of it. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think in it, the, the Witcher, yeah. In the works, like, man... Those guys at CD Projekt Red, if, if they can take what they did with The Witcher and bring that to Cyberpunk, woof. Oh, it'll be game oh. of the year for sure. They're they're already um, like they're the gaming industry's darling at the moment. Like there's a lot of love for that studio because they take such good care of their um their fans. Yeah, and they don't try and you know screw people with you know yeah. microtransactions. <coughs> yeah. excuse me oh or, sorry or, I, I had a cough or activision yeah, activision um, <laughs> they're just as bad yeah um no nah, so you know cyberpunk could be awesome that could be amazing um, yeah I, i'm expect like they've already said that you know destiny's going to get another major expansion i'm a big destiny fan yeah um, that's right there's going to be i think i can i'm reading here there is going to be like a apparently a new style of play for first person shooters Apparently, it's something that will offer a new style of play. Oh, really? Yes. Oh. That Bungie haven't announced it yet, though. That'll be at E3. Oh, that's, that's very mysterious. And Bethesda are rumoured to be announcing a new RPG, the next one. Uh, Rumour has it that it was going to be the new Elder Scrolls game, yep. but it's possibly going to be this new space RPG called uh, Starfield. Yes, mm. I, I remember Starfield. Um, I remember talks about that last year because mm. there was... Um, whispers that that was going to drop at their conference last year because their, their conference last year was can mostly considered to be a little bit weak yeah um so it would be new ips are fantastic I'd, yeah i'd much rather see new ips from everyone over sequels yeah um when, whenever the opportunity so if, if they can if they can demonstrate this starfield game rather than elder scrolls 6 i'd give me that i want yeah. that for sure um, that that would be really cool. I think it's about time too. <laughs> you yeah. know, as Skyrim's been out for what seven years, I still play the damn thing. <laughs> yeah, I know. And like, I mean, they've got Elder Scrolls Online. Elder Scrolls Online plays like a, an Elder Scrolls game now. Yeah, because, yeah. Well, mostly because they changed up the way that the leveling system works. You yeah, know? yeah. Put Skyrim to bed. Let it go. Yep. It was awesome. It's had a good run. Yeah. It's 
Just like, just let it sleep. Idiots like me have only discovered it two months ago. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Well, like, I mean, now, now that it's on the Switch, like, it's done. It, it's like, done. <laughs> that's it. That's it. So there's probably people out there, especially in the Southern Hemisphere, who probably want to watch E3. You know, they, they want to do what you used to do. Mm. What tips can you give someone who's going to do all-night benders watching E3 presentations? Like, what advice? Because you mentioned before avoid junk food. Yep. I guess avoid alcohol. You might get yeah. tired. Yeah, yeah, they'll put you to sleep. What would you recommend? What What kind of diet regime should one be on when they're watching <laughs> presentations or what, what what tips do you have uh i'm sure someone wants to try it lots of listening. lots of fruit and veggies okay good and drink stand the waters the water yep um and just try and pace yourself really like what i used to do was just you know i'd just have some fruit while i was kind of trying to stay up I, i'm naturally a night owl as is so it's easy for me to stay up late yeah and then i'd kind of just um <laughs> I, I used to uh, hook up my computer to the to my TV, go lie down on the couch with a blanket, set the stream up, and then I'd just sleep and then set an alarm for when one of the conferences was about to kick off, and then I'd just stay up and watch them back to back to back. And you know, if the Ubisoft press conference came on, I'd be like, oh, I can probably sleep through this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then make sure I wake up for the Sony one or something like that. Nice. So you set like alarms for different developers. Yeah, yeah. Because technically, because the the show kicks off on the twelfth of June. That's right, and it finishes on the fourteenth, and yep. it's going to be uh, in Los Angeles Convention Center yep. in Los Angeles in the US. But the yes. the big press conferences actually take place on the couple of days beforehand. Ah, yeah. Um, I actually think Nintendo takes place the morning of the twelfth, their time. Yeah. Um. But Sony, EA, Microsoft, um, Bethesda, uh, Ubisoft, they all take place because it starts on a Tuesday, I believe, Tuesday the 12th. Mm -hmm. And the conferences actually start on the Sunday beforehand. Um, so realistically, like if you, are, if you do want to do what I used to do, um, you only need to take you know, you only want to watch the press conferences, yeah, really, because yeah. the rest of E3 is just video game demonstrations and it's, yeah. you know, you can just watch that whenever. Yeah, exactly. Same thing with the press conferences, really. Like, I, you, know, <laughs> you, you I, can just I, watch it in the morning when you get up. Yeah. <laughs> just watch a conference. Like, just don't uh, read any Twitter or Facebook. Don't get spoilers. Just be like, oh, yeah, cool. Th this is what I did last year because, you know, I, you know, when I was younger is when I used to take the time off, but then, you know, my career progressed a little bit and I was a manager and I, I couldn't afford to take that time off. So I'd go to work, ignore the internet for all day, and mm -hmm. then I'd run home and then I'd just watch the press conference. That's it. Or I'd watch it on my commute in and out of yeah, work. Nice, nice. Um, that, that probably makes it a little bit more uh, manageable if you've if you got a adult life. Yeah, of course. Not too much responsibility. Yeah, exactly. Adulting. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh. Ugh, what can you do? Well, avid gamer and I guess former E3 analyst, <laughs> <laughs> unofficial, Matt Soto. Thanks heaps for being with me today, mate. No problem at all. Thank you for having me. No worries. You're back. You're welcome back anytime. I just <laughs> give me a call. <laughs> no worries. Yeah, I don't think I'll be staying up late to watch E3 this year, but uh, I'll be sure to probably watch the highlights. <laughs> so yeah. Thanks again, Matt. That was a really good chat. And uh, if you've enjoyed it, please be sure to subscribe, rate and review the podcast. If you liked it, give me five stars, four stars, three or anything underneath, whatever suits you. That'd be awesome. Send me an email in Melbourne last week at gmail.com. And I am on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or no, not Spotify. What am I talking about? <laughs> not yet. 
yet. <laughs> Hopefully soon. Apple Podcasts, Podbean, and I'm also on Stitcher. My name's Ivan Pigioni. This has been In Melbourne last week, and I'll be back with you next week with another special guest, and we'll just talk about basically anything. <laughs> It's any topic, any subject, and if you want to be a guest, be sure to get in touch with me. I'm open to anyone to be on the show. Thanks again. I'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.